You are listening to episode 67 of the Less Stress More Fun podcast. Today, I'll be talking about how we teach people how to treat us. You are listening to the Less Stress More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? All right, come on in. We're about to get started. I expect that we'll probably be together today, 15 to 20 minutes, and I'm going to tell some stories and do some teaching. All right, everybody, are we ready? First, let me tell you a story. Speaking of stories, um, I have always identified myself as a planner and decades ago. Um, I once said something spontaneously, ironically, to someone, and it became just sort of a punchline for me. Um, I told them, I said, yes, I'm spontaneous with three days notice. Now, I was being funny at the time, but I was also, that was not funny. It is It is true that I was then and continue to be someone who I prefer to know what's happening ahead of time. I like to have, especially when it comes to social events, um, I like to just have an idea of what is on my schedule ahead of time. I'm not a very spontaneous person. And what's really funny about that is that um, that's just the personality that I've wired together over decades of experience. It's quite possible that I could actually retrain myself to be someone who is exceptionally spontaneous. And just even knowing that I have that flexibility in, in how I want to be treated it actually gives me a little bit more spontaneity. So there you go. Now, that is one example of me kind of playfully teaching people how I prefer to be treated. And the I've been having a lot of conversations in particular with my oldest son, who is on the verge of adulthood. We've been talking a lot about maintaining the machine that is him and how one of the Interesting things that has happened in the last few years, like I don't, um, I don't really actively manage my children because they are teenagers and they're on the cusp of being able to do it themselves. When they turn 18, if they wanted to go, you know, live in another content, they are legally free to do so. So I, I actually expect them to take responsibility for themselves now. But we very playfully had this conversation about, like, what is the appropriate care and feeding of the animal that is you? We have a lot of preferences and we have a lot of things that I think really are biological. It's not just, you know, our thoughts about them. Um, There are certain people who are morning people or night owls. And can we teach ourselves to be different? Sure. But also, I think sometimes there's something to be said for why not just stack up things that are in your favor. And so we've been talking about, you know, like sleeping patterns and how, you know, different people need more sleep than other people. And it's just, you know, as an adult, like how interesting it's going to be when he doesn't have people around to maybe give him, you know, just suggestions on the optimal care and feeding of him or like if he's buying his own groceries and things like that. And anyway, it just caused me to think about how we 
really do teach ourselves how to teach ourselves. We get in the habits of how we take care of ourselves and we actually teach other people how to treat us as well. So this is kind of, this is something I don't, uh, I, I, it's been a concept that's been in my mind for decades and I'm really excited to share it with you. All of us have different life areas. There's things we do for money, things we do for relationships, things we do to take care of ourselves. And we develop habits over time because our brains love to be efficient. So I, I actually looked it up and there's some links in the show notes if you're curious, but I was just curious myself, like how much of our energy expenditure goes to just the operation of our mighty creative brains? It's 20%. That's an expensive organ. And so as a result, our, because it's such a uh, performance organ that demands so much energy, it would make sense that we look for shortcuts and the pursuit of the easiest path. So we're not just burning extra energy figuring things out. So let's talk in specifics about what that means around teaching people how to treat us. We show up in our relationships trying to accomplish something for ourselves. Really think about this. You do what you do in a relationship because you want something. Maybe you want to avoid conflict. Maybe you want to manufacture connection. Maybe there's a little bit of a power dynamic at play. Right? Even even if it's like kind of well-intended. And that's even like thinking about me and my oldest son. Like there's a, you know, he's deferred a lot of decisions and, and things to me because I'm mom and mom knows. And now that he's going into a different period of his life and we're really kind of cultivating like that power dynamic, and it's not me being a power hungry, not anymore anyway. If that power dynamic of like, oh, this this relationship between us is shifting and it's very intentional, shifting the power dynamic to being two adults in relationship with each other rather than, you know, like me as the legal guardian of him, the child. So there's always some dynamic at play in relationships and there's always something that you want, right? And and knowing that, that really explains how we teach people how to treat us. And I think that this is why Shakespeare endures and the Greek stories, because there's such an interplay between people and human beings flex to accomplish their goals, including in the relationship with others and ourselves. And I think this is why we love movies and dramatic things is because that's where we see kind of the interplay of, oh, if um, if so-and-so says this, the other person will react this certain way. And we're taught over and over that what we do makes other people feel or do things. Like, oh, I didn't mean to make you angry. So it's so accultured for us that we are able to control other people's feelings. And if you've hung out on the Less Stress, More Fun podcast for a while, you've learned that I believe that other people are angry because of their interpretation of something you did. It's not like you went into their brain and made them. You didn't reach in and push the anger button. 
That said, I do think that we influence people. And quite honestly, that's the whole premise of leadership and how I teach leadership, which is you know what you value. You take responsibility for your actions. You apologize or fix things as necessary, that you're very deliberate in how you show up for yourself and others. Now, ages ago, it's probably been, what, 20, 25 years now? I heard from when Dr. Phil used to be on Oprah. He's been a key figure in the Oprah ecosystem. And I remember him talking like, oh, we teach people how to treat us. And I was so compelled by this notion. And again, this phrase does not imply that we control people, not at all. Like I said, we can't like actually reach in and push the angry button or the loving button or whatever other people's brains and bodies are activating their responses to us. And yet we do influence others and we do have an invitation to set really clean expectations for our preferences of the care and feeding of the you machine. So we're in a new year as this podcast is coming out. And consider the expectations you're setting for yourself and others as you're navigating this change of seasons. Now, habits of interacting with others and with ourselves can be really tricky to unravel. And why is that the case? Now it's because everything you do makes sense to your efficiency-seeking brain. So let's think of a kind of an unusual expectation. Maybe your kids expect you to take them to the dentist and pay for the visit when they're 13, but is that also going to be true when they're 43? Maybe you loan your car to someone, but you expect to have it returned with an empty tank. But how do people know what they can expect from you? And what happens when what they do doesn't match your preferences? And again, I definitely want to underline this isn't about controlling other people. We can't anyway. They're autonomous, especially when they're other adults. They get to decide what they want to do uh, and live with the consequences of that. So you don't want to use this idea to try to control others. It's about getting clarity around how decisive you are with yourself. What do I prefer? How do I operate best? What decisions do I want to make? And then how you appear and possibly influence others. So thinking about that joke of I'm spontaneous with three days notice, the truth is I actually do like knowing, for example, what the next three, like the next three to four days are pretty They're pretty solid as far as events on the calendar for me. I know when I'm going to work out. I know what I'm going to eat. I, I'm just, that's just how I prefer to live. And so I've just set a clear expectation with my kids of, hey, I, like I let them know, hey, these are the hours that I'm working. These are hours that I'm in client sessions, which those are non-negotiable. So if you have events where you need transportation, please make sure that you get those on our shared calendar. So I teach them that they can't just kind of pop in and and say, hey, mom, I need a ride to blah, 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 if I'm going to have a client session. So no one's surprised. I've taught them, hey, this is the best way to work for me. And it's not because I want to control them, but if they have a last minute thing that conflicts with my work schedule, 
they're not surprised because they know that I have a pretty established schedule at least three days notice. So it's not that I'm trying to control them. It's that I really want all of us to be successful. And to be really honest, it has worked beautifully. Um, It's just really easy because we just do a check-in once a week of, hey, what's ahead? Do you think anything's going to happen? And when something comes up that's maybe not planned for, we just, we discuss it. But it doesn't come with this, like, you know, I have expectations that I haven't been clear with them about and the other way around as well. Now let's turn the focus on yourself. Have you taught yourself how to treat yourself? You bet you have, (laughs) whether it's been on purpose or not. So think about the boundaries or the clear, bright lines that you've set with yourself. Like you may have slippery, like you may have taught yourself that if you see cake in the break room, that you will negotiate with yourself of whether to have a slice or not. But if you saw a bunch of illegal street drugs, that may just be a hard no for you. And getting really curious that, you know, in in some aspects, those things are neutral. But notice where you have very clear, yes, this is for me. No, this is not for me. And it's very clear what is going to come on board into your life and into your psyche, as it were. And what's a hard no? Like, when when are you negotiating with yourself because you've taught yourself that you're open to negotiation there? Now, this is coming out, and it's the beginning of a, a new year. A lot of people that I'm talking with are fired up about their goals. And I think that is the difference between being successful with your goals and not, is that you realize that you're establishing new patterns of behavior, or put another way, You're teaching yourself to treat yourself differently. And when you think about, as it relates to maybe some improvements you want to make in your relationship, it's just really thinking and taking full individual responsibility to say, how have I enabled, like these behaviors that I'm seeing that I don't particularly care for, how can I really have an honest look at, like one master coach that I've worked with says, how is this my fault? Like, how am I responsible? What did I do to contribute to this outcome? So, you know, you may be in a relationship at work and that person, they're like, they're always hitting you up last minute and you always deliver last minute, but it causes you to be late on other priorities. How have you enabled that behavior? How are you setting an example of, hey, if you want to be successful in working with me, or being in a relationship with me, this is what you can expect from me. And you really set that very clearly. Ah, so over the next couple of days, my invitation to you is to pay very close attention to how direct your expectations for yourself and others are, and how they've shaped the relationships in your life, or where it's kind of implied or fuzzy or unpredictable and variable. Now, what would happen if you were actually a lot more clear? Even, you know, you can communicate these things out, but even just with yourself, like, oh, I can totally see why my cousin has this idea about borrowing money is because, you know, every once in a while they hit the slot machine that's me. And sometimes I say yes. 
In fact, I say yes 40% of the time or whatever that example might be for you. And I think that acknowledging that phrase, oh, I teach myself and others how to treat me, substantially reduces stress because it always brings me back into what I really can control, which is not other people, but it is me and what I, what I decide and what I communicate. Oh, I think this is wonderful news. You have so much control over being decisive about yourself and then communicating those preferences to yourself first and then to others. This concept is a major, major game changer. I want you to go out into the world and see for yourself how you have been teaching other people what to expect from you and how to how to treat you and decide if you'd like to make some adjustments. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week.